If you're a special education teacher, you know that some parents are going to come to every single IEP meeting. They're going to give good input and they're going to be supportive or not supportive, but they're going to be there. Other parents are going to be incredibly difficult to reach and getting them to attend even over the phone is like pulling teeth. What can we do to get more involvement from that second group of parents? Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners, episode 23. Today, let's talk about how we can get more parents actively involved in IEP meetings. Hi, I'm Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. Teachers work so hard with students, and so many are incredibly frustrated by what they see as the lack of parental involvement in school and learning. This is true for special education teachers as well, which is really very sad. Before I jump into some of the ways that we can encourage more parental involvement in IEPs, I'd like to talk for just a minute about some reasons parents may not be as involved as we would like. After several years as a special education teacher, I had the opportunity to work with a truly amazing woman who is a parent of two children who continue to hold a special place in my heart. That parent was a powerhouse. She was incredibly knowledgeable of the IEP process and her rights and her children's rights, and she worked really hard to be a partner with teachers in educating her children. Yes, she could be intimidating in meetings, but it was just because we were all so used to parents who really weren't that involved and didn't really know what their rights were in the process and what the process itself was supposed to look like. Working with that parent made me realize some of the main reasons parents aren't as involved in the process as we would like. It's because many just don't understand the process And a lot of them are intimidated by all the jargon that we use. I mean, let's be honest, we use a lot of jargon when we speak with parents. And while it is a language that's easy for us to understand, it may be completely foreign to many parents. Think back to your first few months as a teacher and all the vocabulary that you had to learn to be able to understand what your coworkers were saying. I bet you picked it up pretty quickly, partially because your job, you know, depended on it, but also because you were surrounded by it all the time. Parents aren't surrounded by the jargon we use all the time. And when we're talking about their children, oftentimes they don't want to sound stupid in meetings. So they don't like to ask, you know, what different words or acronyms mean. After a while, some parents avoid IEP meetings altogether because they feel like they don't understand what's going on or they don't understand how important their input is in the process. And quite frankly, from their perspective, how in the world can they give really good input 
if they really don't understand what it is that everyone's talking about in the first place. Of course, other reasons for lacking parent involvement could be language barriers, work schedules, all sorts of things. In more recent years, I've noticed more and more parents appear to be having a harder time taking time off of work to attend a meeting. Whether it's because they're concerned about asking to take time off or the stress of leaving work and having to make up that time later, or who knows? The issue is that parental involvement in IEP meetings overall, from my perspective, seems to be going down. Or at least it appeared that way we were before we were all in quarantine. All right, I have to say, one of the most positive impacts that the quarantine had for my students was that we had a significantly higher rate of parental involvement in virtual meetings than we have ever had before, whether in person or phone meetings. So I guess that is one good thing about, you know, the COVID quarantine. And I do think that as time goes on and things get quote unquote back to normal, I think that the ability to involve parents through the virtual means is going to stick around and I think it's going to have a pretty positive impact for a lot of parents and their involvement in meetings. So all those reasons that I discussed earlier, they're perfectly valid and they're things that schools could do to mitigate to help increase parent involvement. Schools and districts would be wise to provide parent training sessions, especially virtual and recorded, that would be super awesome, to help parents understand jargon, as well as their rights in this process. Yes, I know there are hundreds of websites out there that explain parental rights in the IEP process, but let's be honest, how many people honestly have time to sit and read through a website to learn about their rights and all that. And by the way, have to figure out the jargon and figure out all the other pieces to it at the same time. Most people don't have that kind of time. So if we can give them that information up front in a video or podcast or whatever it is, that just, it opens up so many doors to so many parents. Schools really should be providing interpreters in any meeting that the parent's native language is not the native language of the special education teacher, partially because that's the right thing to do, but also it's the law, so, you know, you should do that. Also, schools really need to continue to provide options for parents in attending meetings virtually, you know, as well as over the phone or in person, but giving parents options is huge. It really is. It helps them to feel a lot better about the whole process. But those are all school-based decisions, not really things that teachers have a whole lot of control over. So what can we do to get more parent involvement? One of the biggest things that I think teachers can do to increase involvement is to maintain consistent, positive communication with parents. I know teachers are incredibly busy, But sending a positive note or email home can make a world of difference for busy parents who may not know or be comfortable talking about the services that their child receives. Making sure that parents know and recognize your name throughout the year goes a really long way to helping them want to attend the meeting with you. 
if you can set up a really good relationship with parents, they may be more, you know, comfortable speaking with you in a more formal setting. And not to mention, if you really get your no, your name really well known with the parents, it's almost like when you sit down at the table, it's like meeting an old friend because you've had so much communication back and forth. Not to mention the fact that, you know what, it helps them to give more input if they already know you, they already know that you value their input and you value what their, their time and what they're doing there. I really think that consistent communication, it helps parents know that you value their child as well as their entire input in the process. Another thing that teachers can do to increase parent involvement is to let parents in on the jargon that we use. I knew a teacher who, at the beginning of the school year, sent home a cheat sheet with all the jargon that we commonly use when speaking about student progress. She tended to have a really high rate of participation in her meetings, and her parents tended to ask more in-depth or on-topic questions. That all indicated to us that her cheat sheet made a big difference for some of her parents. One way that I've been able to get more parent involvement is through sending home surveys a few times a year, but especially a month before the meeting. I send a home a survey at the beginning of the school year to gauge how parents view their child's performance and their biggest concerns for the school year. I send another survey, which has the same questions at the end of the semester and about a month before the IEP meeting. I look at the surveys and compare the responses to see if anything has changed or if there's any new concerns that have popped up. Those surveys have helped me to write IEPs that more closely reflect how the parents view their child's biggest areas of weakness and how the team can support the student in long-term goals. I've found that parents who may not feel comfortable voicing concerns through email or over the phone may be more willing to note their concerns on a survey, you know, while they're thinking about all these things and the questions. I've put together my parents' surveys and added some seasonal decorations to help make them a little bit more appealing for parents to complete. I'll put a link in the show notes if you'd like to, you know, take a look at what I use. Finally, I wanted to talk about this piece last because I think it can be really impactful. Parents of students with special needs hear so much negative about their kids, and it hurts every single time. I've had so many parents confess to me that they usually cry at IEP meetings, and they were so surprised when they didn't cry at mine. Imagine having to go to a meeting every single year, sometimes more, and knowing that your child is going to be picked apart, every weakness exposed and scrutinized and noted in a legal document, I wouldn't want to go to those meetings either, honestly. I can't blame parents at all for wanting to avoid that. Obviously, we have to talk about weaknesses and areas of deficit, but the ways that we talk about it can be changed. Start every single meeting with a list of strengths. When I teach others how to write IEPs, I always tell them that they must write at least two paragraphs of strengths before they even think about the deficit areas. Yes, I'd said that two paragraphs. I know it sounds rough, 
But once you start really thinking about the good side of a student and thinking about all the things that they can do well, it gets easier and easier. When it comes to meeting with parents, talk about those strengths. Don't just gloss over it to get to the important stuff. This is the important stuff. As I go through the areas of weakness, I'm honest. I'm truly honest about the areas that we need to work on, but I do try really hard to emphasize how we're going to use the strengths of the student to support the areas of weakness. I know that teachers are doing this. I know you're doing it in the classroom. You're doing it every single day. But this isn't always expressed to parents in a way that they really understand that the IEP team sees their child as a whole, not just a list of weakness after weakness after weakness. So many parents go to meetings wanting the best for their child and walk away having spent an hour or more just hearing how far behind they are. No wonder they don't want to come back. Give parents hope, and they are much more willing to be involved in future meetings and interventions. What are some ways that you've been able to encourage parent involvement? Does your school or district do parent trainings? I would love to hear what kind of things have worked in other areas, and what do you do to try and get parents more involved, you know, aside from hounding them in phone calls? In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode number 23. And until next time, may your coffee be strong, your meetings short, and your IEP goals logical. Bye. Bye.